Welcome to Pints of the Roundtable Season 2.3, and we want to do everything to scare your children. Everything. And you are here yes. with Galaxy Rangers, Matt Gibson, and myself, Monty Morgan. Oh, yeah. On our howdy little lady of Space Cowboy Terror Styles. Howdy. Howdy's. I usually say hey, so hey. I tried to howdy the hey. Hey the howdy. And she will be stealing the show, I'm sure, this evening. Because she's a space get another cowboy. another shot, and then we'll talk about it. She's the space cowboy. I'm the cowboy to your ranger. Joker. I hate Bob Dylan. More <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But fucking anyway, we love you guys. And we are excited to be here. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Or it's going to be terrible. There's only two, really two options. There's not much in between for us. Right. There is no gray area. It's either really good or really bad. Yep. And we're like, hey, we got to redo that whole show. <laughs> That's good because I don't we'll, remember we'll it. We'll find a way to work that in a couple months down yeah, the line. We'll do it six months down the road when we don't remember the puns we said that were bad so we can do them again. Do them again. <laughs> They'll yeah. be just as bad, if not worse, the second time. And we got these dope-ass koozies. Oh, which so are good. Available to you guys now. That's right. If you want one, you can go to pintsoftheroundtable.com or just message one of us. Or There's an email section there. Yeah. Or find Tara on Facebook. She can sell mm-hmm. you these with socks. Hell yeah. Lucrative you just, sock business. You just get a piece of a sock. Put it on your foot and make it a sock itself. <gasps> like a toe yeah, sock? I'll just, wear the, I'll just wear the koozies for a day before I send them out. You can't have any of the koozies. Only if they ask for it. No unsolicited feet koozies. I feel like there should be a couple unsolicited feet koozies. Uh, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> there should definitely be a few unsolicited feet koozies. Uh, I got a couple names. I love you guys. Yep. One of them being John Terry, our new supporter. Oh, that's a good segue. That was a great segue. <laughs> I'm going to ride it until I fall off. Yeah, thanks, John. Appreciate the shit out of you, man. You're a good dude. Thank you for supporting us. It means a lot. We love you. And also, like, on our Patreon page, if you go there, we'll leave links in the show description, of course. But everybody at the $5 and up level gets uh, as part of our Koozie of the Month's Club. Koozie of the Season. Y'all know we get koozies every season. Our bullshit on it, but uh, everybody that's there, five bucks and up, will get, you know, koozie mailed to you. And who the fuck doesn't love free koozie, man? Stickers? Yeah. Koozies? Stay, oh, yeah. Just stick a nice little, package. A nice little thank you note written in the most beautiful handwriting you've uh, ever not seen. Not my fucking handwriting. It's not mine. I got trash handwriting. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not my handwriting. Who's writing these notes? It's got to be you. The dog. The dog. new dog you guys got. Dog, a sign of my name? I told you to grow thumbs and get a job. And here you are. You're just growing thumbs and writing notes. That's impressive for a dog, Matt. Don't be so hard. (laughs) I'm always hard. Um, I am now. But anyway, all right. You guys want to get into it? You guys got any stories or anything going on? I had a birthday party when I was not expecting it. You did have a birthday party. What asshole would throw a birthday party and lie to you and not tell you about it? I've never had a surprise party before. This was actually set up really well because my dad has a birthday very near Father's Day. So we always just kind of do a Father's Day, Dad's birthday at the same time. Dad's, he's old enough, he didn't give a fuck. Yes, please just do one so I don't have to do two. God, that would suck. Thanks for just doing one. Like, that's, 
we go over there, like, and I'm totally planning that it is going to be, uh, you know, little birthday for my dad. Right. And the Father's Day. Right. You know, we're just going to have some dinner, exchange some stupid little gifts, tell him how much he loves him, make some jokes about his fucking mustache, whatever. Dad stuff. You know, yeah. As we pull up, though, Monty and I in the same car. As we pull up, I see a fucking car that I don't recognize parked out in front of my mom's house. And I'm immediately like, who the fuck is parked out in front of my house? He did. He's like, I even tried to, I missed the exit on purpose. Yeah. I was, well, because I didn't know where cars were parked. I was going to come around and park in a different spot. Not the exit. I missed the turn on purpose. Oh. Remember, Matt, you were like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. you missed the turn. It's okay, though. You can turn on the next one. You motherfucker. Don't judge me. But yeah, so as we pull up, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Parked in front of my house. You know, one of these neighbors, I'm going to have to go fucking move their car. Right. And as we get there closer, I'm like, oh, it's my buddy. It's my buddy Bennett. Like, it's that's cool. That's... Yeah, he's probably here to pick up his kid. They've been hanging out with my kid over there at my mom's house. That's fine. Cool. We'll see them. We walk in the fucking house. My sister comes up with like a chip and some salsa. And she's like, we're already eating. You're late. And I'm like, I'm two minutes early as a fact of the matter. You said three o'clock. It's 2.58. <sighs> I was told Damn to it, stall. Monty, you didn't take enough time. I was told to stall. Oh, it worked perfectly though. Cause I walked around the corner and here's a row of people who are like, surprise. And I'm so surprised. I'm looking for dad. Where's dad? We're doing a surprise for dad. No one told me. <laughs> Ah, fucking you dumbass. Fucking dumbass. I love That's it. That's hilarious. It was. <sighs> then they're all looking at me. Oh, wait, me? Bunch of shit what? says 40th on surprise? it. Yeah. Surprise, Dad, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, bunch of shit. All, yeah. all Matt themed. I got these little koozies. 40 years and countless beers. Oh, God, you're that old? Oh, yeah. Shit. I'm just really good looking. That's all. That's a lot. It's a lot of a lot years. of years, yeah. A uh-huh. <laughs> little bit less than Monty, but I wear him better. Like, he does, like Clooney. <laughs> Understand? I like Mel Damon. It's, it's a joke. Oh, you know Clooney's gonna be young and single forever or something, and he's all young. I don't know. Now he's old and fat, so it doesn't. I guess it doesn't land anymore. <laughs> it was dope. We had a good time. Surprise, mad little uh, birthday party. It was awesome. Yeah. His kid actually is the one that set most of it up, and that's super fucking. That is cool. super fucking. That awesome. is super cool. Yeah, big yep. shout out to her. Yeah, Monty gave me a whole box full of garbage they almost made me cry because it was so thoughtful and well put together look at this look at this look at this garbage a fucking tuba cup and made a joke he made a joke about christian ska and the letter when he gave it to me he made me he made me open it in a specific order they were all like wrapped up in paper with numbers on them they were and he said oh that's awesome i had to read it out loud and then he said open number one and I have to open number one. Step by step. There's a little kangaroo up there. Dude, the kangaroo had Salt no, and pepper. No purpose. What about the cat plate? It didn't have no purpose. Yeah, the cat plate had a very big purpose. I even wrote what the purpose of the cat plate was. It's the summer of cat girl ska. Positively <laughs> sure that's not what it said. Uh, ska made me trans. Oops, I dropped my sexuality. I better pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. It was oh a good note. Oh, my God. It was a good note. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. My kid gave me a little die-cast Deadpool taco truck. Which is dope. It's die-cast. Yeah. It's made out of metal. Like, I could hit somebody with it and knock them the fuck out. They got something made out of like scar. Yeah, I'm saying. Oh, come, get... You better come around my house trying to rob me. I'm going to hit you with a Deadpool taco truck, son. And a French tuba horn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold him off with a taco truck. You go get the you horn. Go get the tuba horn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the sound it would make. That's good. What else was there? Oh, oh, the hanger. Oh, like the a, hanger was great. A deer. Yeah, with glasses, know. wearing a denim jacket with pins. With pins on it, and it's a hanger that you hang up, and then whatever you hang on it, the deer is wearing. It's like a deer head. And the best part was like, no. When I picked it up, maybe we should put pictures of this on our Patreon page or something. Yes. We post the episode. Sure. Yes. Anyway, I was holding the fucking deer hanger, right? 
and I'm looking at it, and this old lady next to me, the best part, she's like, who the fuck would want that? And I was like, you're right, I have to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. It was so good. It is. Who the fuck? I love old ladies that? that say the word fuck. Dude, I love In old... any context. Yeah, it's not like once you get to a certain age, they just don't care. Okay. Well, that's not entirely true. I'm trying to be that I'm trying to be that now. You are that now. There there are yeah. some old ladies. I was walking around Walmart with my sister and uh, I can't remember what we were there for, but I was like I was working upholstery, so I said, Oh yeah, uh I need I need knee pads while we're here. Yeah, you do. My sister said, what do you need knee pads for? And I said, well, for all the fucking cocks I suck, Lindsay. And right as I said that, an old lady went walking around the aisle, like next to us, and just with the most horrified look on her (laughs) face as she came out... I'm sure she was probably the... She was the wrong old lady. No, she was just mortified because she's like, my knees are ruined because I never thought of this before. (laughs) (laughs) Knee pads. Albert didn't tell me to get knee pads. Tara's writing it down. Chick? Is there a certain I, brand? I, 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 I use my butt cheeks to kneel. It was Craftsman. <laughs> just like, Craftsman are the ones that I used. It was great because they only had a strap on the bottom and the knee pad on the top just kind of went over the knee, which meant it was really great for bending. Oh. So. I will write that down then. There's that. <laughs> That's what a knee pad's for, right? You don't need a knee pad if your knee's straight. I mean, you're right. <laughs> I have no argument for this. You shouldn't because I'm right. Because Matt's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. No one's going to argue the fact that. <sighs> All right. What if I have straight knees? How am I going to protect them? How are you going to give a blowjob? Well, I'm going to bend at the waist. <laughs> like one of those weird, awkward bird in the water. The bird in the water things? Yep. Oh, man, those things are great. So one time... Yeah. Yeah, they give the best blowjobs. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Early bird gets the sperm. <laughs> or some stupid bullshit. That was so stupid. I'm not even going to tell my story about the bird now. Because birds aren't real. Except for Thomas. Oh, yeah, Thomas. R.I.P. We love him. Much respect, Thomas the Goose. All right. You guys want to get into it? Yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. All right, just anything to stop you guys from talking. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, been, it's been great. It's been great. I might need another shot. Hell yeah. All right, well, today, like we said, we're giving you season 2.3's homework. This season is the aforementioned Space Cowboy and the Galaxy Rangers, which, of course, is just a play on words for us to do shit about alien space and, of course, the wild fucking West. Pew, pew, pew. Which is literally That's like, my line. It's all of my favorite thing. Wild West all over. Hell yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Did I, did I do it right? Uh, with zero enthusiasm. <laughs> but yeah, you did it. The words were correct. <laughs> the words were there. I'm not sticky by the end of this. I'll be upset. That was weird. No. Nope. That weird for you? Your fruit roll? I mean, I don't really like I'm, to feel sticky. It could be weird if you saw this from the waist down. <laughs> That was Shit. weird, god damn it. That was actually made it uncomfortable. Oh, so weird. Oh, look at me from the waist up. Just, yeah. I'm a centaur. Uh, it's a Zoom joke, guys. It was it was about Zoom. Okay, just... All right, well, today's first story is about the man who went to space and disappeared. Duncan Canada, 1980. A one Granger Taylor left a note saying he was boarding an alien spaceship for an interstellar journey. Hey, his name is Granger Taylor? Yeah. I thought his name was Duncan Canada. No, I... T- I'm disappointed. Duncan Canada is such a cool name. I was like, man, this guy's a superhero. I mean, Granger Taylor's not a bad name. I like Granger. Granger Taylor? Duncan Granger? That's just a lumberjack in Canada. Duncan Canada? That guy got the power of donuts or something. (laughs) Once again, Granger Taylor left a note saying he was boarding an alien spaceship for an interstellar journey to Duncan Donuts. Yeah, I think it's uh, Tim something. Hortons. Tim Hortons in Canada? I don't speak Mountie, so I don't fucking know. Got a little bit of weed in your backpack there, eh, Matthew? Hey, Matthew? (laughs) Got a little bit of weed there. 
Matthew, with two T's, was arrested in Canada for a little bit of weed in his backpack. No, I was not there. arrested. They just, I'm sorry, you were detained. They just took no, all my fucking weed. No, they just took weed. his weed and were like, now get out of here, you weird American. Not like that. They just uh, said it with an accent. He was never seen again after leaving the note. Some 30 years later, his best friend Robert recants the following. Granger and I were like inseparable for years, eh? Everywhere he went, I was on his heels. Granger and I were like best friends on a moose. If you ain't moosing, you're goofing. Or, <laughs> uh, it's in there somewhere. Just, I'm just moose goofing, guys. Just you ain't moosing, you're goosing. The Canadians have geese too. Foot moose. <laughs> it's a show about a stripper moose or something. Wait, was Footloose about strippers? No, it was about Kevin Bacon dancing in a town where you're not allowed to dance. Foot moose. Foot moose. <laughs> Uh, November 29th, the 32-year-old Granger left a strange note on his parents' kitchen table and simply vanished to thin air. His note read like this. Dear mother and father, I have gone away to walk aboard an alien spaceship as recurring dreams assured a 42-month interstellar voyage to explore the vast universe. Then return. A. I had to say A so it actually sounded Canadian. I don't know what the fuck happened to that accent. They went on an alien vessel. <laughs> 42 months later. I'm leaving behind all my possessions to you as I will no longer require the use of any of them. Please use the instructions in my will as a guide to help. Love, Granger, and the Moose. And the Moose. But don't love the Moose too rough. <laughs> Uh, the Times Colonist, which is the small town southern Vancouver Island local newspaper, reported that there was a map drawn on the back of the note. The same paper also reported that Granger had been seen leaving Bob's Grill around 6.30 p.m. Even stranger than the note, he altered his will to say he is, was leaving his belongings to his family upon departure instead of death. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police were called, and the entire area was searched. Despite the RCMP's finest efforts, Granger, nor his neon pink Dotson, were found. His Dotson? Neon pink Dotson. It's so bright. Do you think you'd be able to find it? Yeah. One would expect the car at least to be found, eh? It's like wow. very pink, eh? What the fuck's a CPL? Corporal. Corporal Mike Demchuk of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police told uh, the local paper. I'm Demchuk here. <laughs> Which Mike were you talking about there? Uh, Mike Dimchuk. Oh, Mike Dimchuk. Oh, he's the corporal over there at the RCMPs, you know. No, I hate the red chot milli peppers. You just don't get rid of something that large without someone knowing about it, eh? I mean, I've tried. Several moose. You don't know, eh? Well, before he disappeared, Granger's life started to become consumed with aliens and space travel. So much, in fact, he decided to build a life-size replica spaceship on his parents' farm that he would often sleep in. Hey, you want to come over and have a... A sleepover in my uh, spaceship there? I mean, since we're fucking the same moose. It's like life-size replica. Or riding the same moose. Same thing. How you fucking them? Long dick. Riding. The moose has. <laughs> God damn. Well, Taylor uh. dropped out of high school before eighth grade and started working at a local mechanic shops where he was an absolute genius at making stuff work. He restored a one-cylinder car and overhauled a bulldozer. All one cylinders of it? Holy shit. No wonder that pink Dotson runs so well. He <laughs> even restored an old steam engine that had been abandoned in the bush, and even a World War II P-40 Kitty Hawk. Well, a steam engine in the bush is worth two in the hand. <laughs> two in the hand. It's worth a P-40 Kitty Hawk. Well, Keller, who helped him rebuild the World War II, the World War II plane, said the following. In my books, he was a genius. We met through a mutual hobby, smoking pot. Yeah, dude. You want to smoke pot and, like, live in my alien ship? Gotta we went from a. Canadian to stoner. You gotta have, like, just a little bit in your backpack there, eh? One of our constant topics of conversation was about aliens in space. He took me under his wing. We formed an instant bond, but we took our work seriously. I think he was a genius 
bordering on insanity. If you're not bordering on insanity, you're not genius. True That's story. True. I just want to know why he had wings and no one's concerned about that. He only had the one. Just the one just wing. The, yeah. He couldn't fly. <laughs> the moose had the other wing. He could glide right in circles. <laughs> oh, like me swimming. Uh, like you. Uh, what are those seeds called with a little pen? And you know, you drop. Oh, them the helicopters. <laughs> That's how he flew. I could jump off a cliff and just spin in circles slowly. Terminal velocity does not apply to me. Me and squirrels. Oh. Well, Taylor told Keller he was going to build his own spaceship. Keller and Taylor spent the better part of a year welding together a life-size spaceship replica from spare parts he collected from the local dump. Douglas Kern, writer of Folk Concepts of Outer Space, visited the spaceship Granger had built and had this to say about it. He built a spaceship out of two satellite receiving dishes and outfitted it with a television, a couch, and a wood-burning stove, as every spaceship has. Absolutely. I'm not getting in your spaceship unless there's at least one television and one couch. Probably Burnt two. orange and floral. Two wood-burning stoves. I mean, are you trying to leave the solar system or not? Yeah. Orange and floral, like Tara said. With tassels. Oh. Yes. No, we left a couch at the uh, thrift store that had tassels. It was not orange and floral, though. It was not. Otherwise, we, we would have been our couch. It would have been there. Uh, he became obsessed with finding out how flying saucers were powered, spending hours sitting in the ship and thinking and often sleeping there. I would sleep in my spaceship if I had one. I, if I'm putting that much time into a spaceship, I'm sleeping on my own couch. Thank you, Tara. That's exactly what I was going to How many hours did these guys fucking put into it? Yeah, I'm not just going to, like, go into my bed after that. You think I built this for? Oh, not for space travel? No, I made room for my wing, though. <laughs> That's why the door looks like that. Well, the Time colonist reported that almost a month prior to Taylor vanishing, he told friend Bob Nielsen that he was in direct contact with aliens. There's no go-between or anything, guys, okay? I'm in direct contact. contact. I mean, if you're going to go, it's a way to do it. Well, he lay there and got mutual mental communications with somebody from another galaxy. Couldn't see them. They were just talking to him in his mind, you know? Nielsen added that most people thought Taylor was just dreaming all this stuff up. Uh, Granger's cousin, Jacqueline Sandiford, wrote Taylor's mother, Grace, a letter that said, Granger did a quite bit of acid through the summer, but had no bad trips and did not experience any ill effects. Okay, it's not like he had a bad trip, guys. Okay? Yeah. He did, he did like literally good trips. Metric Wasn't shit tons of acid. Of acid. Quite a bit. Of yeah. LSD. But it's not like he had a bad trip or like, you know, even any ill effects. He didn't overdo it. He frequently spoke about going into outer space and of being in some kind of mental contact with an alien. He was so matter of fact about it that they were too. He told them he would be leaving soon, a day or two before he did. They all seem to accept or that Granger has done what he said he was going to do. He has a reputation for being honest. And after checking it all out, I think so too. I love his sister's support. She's oh, like, so much. he totally went off with aliens. I don't have any like direct evidence, but he always said, like, always did what he said he was going to do. And I see enough. Okay, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. yeah Why good. would he make a liar out of himself now? I, I just love her. She's like, yeah, he definitely went off with aliens. He said he was going to. Duh. <laughs> you imagine that too? Like, did you think you think Matt went off with the aliens? Did Matt say he was going off with the aliens, or didn't he? Well, six years later, in March 1986, local foresters found a blast site not far from Taylor's parents' house. Human bone fragments were found, but are inconclusive as to if they are Granger's. Granger was known was known to have dynamite in his truck to blow up tree stumps. Love the idea, the fact this guy's like, I'm gonna do a shit ton of LSD. I also have a shit ton of fucking dynamite in the I'm back of to my blow truck. myself straight out of space. The tree stumps, we don't like those around here. Trees aren't real. I don't know, but if there's no tree, tree stumps, if aren't there's real a trees, trees aren't real conspiracy, I've got to look for it for now. 
Uh, the RCMP are considering them his, and the case is closed, plain and simple. Oh shit! You can't close a case if you don't have definite proof that it is his body. Hey, listen! You don't tell me what I can and can't do on this moose lady. I got this big hat for a reason. You know why I have this hat? Because it's big. I, I just want to know how big are the doorways at the police station? Not as wide as that ass. I mean, if they're riding in on a moose, I just assume they ride the moose to their desk and sit <laughs> on the moose at the desk. I think the desk pulls up over the moose. Yeah, the the desk lifts up to the moose. Just saying. Flat earthers don't believe in trees. Forests don't exist. Forests don't exist. This is a whole nother episode. I'm excited. Does the ocean exist? Online UFO and blog sites such as Mysterious Universe have an abundance of theories. Aliens blew up Taylor's car to make it look like he killed himself. It was a one-way trip he could never be allowed to return to Earth. He used the dynamite to blast himself into space. Or because he was a genius, he was recruited by a secret agency or society. Secret agent Martian. Or he really went into space with the aliens. I like his sister's theory the best. Yeah, did he say he was doing it? All right. I feel like the aliens showed up and looked, took one look at his fucking ship and was like, this isn't going to cut it. Come with us and we'll show you how to yeah. build. Our ships don't have couches like this, dog. And he left his fucking spaceship behind for a real one. That's unfortunate. No spaceship it left is. behind. Aw. Well, you know what time it is right now? Time for me. Tell my story time. Yeah. The one you're going to win. It's already won. We'll see about that. Oh, uh, mine and true Space Ranger, Space Cowboy Galaxy Ranger fashion is about Star Trek. I love Star Trek. It is the best. Seven to nine. Biggest crush ever. You're going to love this. Oh, yes. The original Space Cowboy show, Star Trek, right? Cheers, please. And how it got Obama elected. Wait, what? Yeah, Obama. Remember Obama? He was, yeah. He was a president. Yeah. Try not to. Well, you know, back in the late 90s, not many people had heard of the once and future president, Barack Obama. Sure. Yeah. Right? Nobody even knew yeah. who he was. It's probably about the same number of people as we're watching season three of Star Trek Voyager. I mean, I was watching Voyager. It specifically at this time lost a record-breaking amount of viewers during the last season. As in, no show in the history of shows had ever lost that many viewers and been renewed for another season. Welcome to Pines the Round Table. <laughs> <laughs> so we're thinking like maybe six people knew about Obama. And four of those people were already watching Star Trek. But those two otherwise unrelated entities would come together to have a significant effect on American politics. It would ultimately alter the fabric of time and space. I'm in. Not even being dramatic here. No. This is just facts. Obviously. Voyager's low viewing figures coming out of season three caused producers to shake things up a bit by adding a new cast member coming into season four. Guess who it was, Monty? Seven and vegan. The talented Jerry Ryan, who appeared in episodes of Who's the Boss? With the absolutely not the boss, Tony Danza. Man, I saw a porn with him once. He was hitting the girl with his dick. He was like, who's the boss? He was like That's whacking around the, the boss. That is not boss. All right, his name was like Tony Danza. Carry on. Uh, also, Murder, She Wrote with the super boss, Angela Lansbury. Fuck yeah. And then my favorite childhood superhero show, the 1991 single season Flash Television with John Wesley Shipp. Might I just say I that I that also so saw that porn and it was Phony Danza. Phony Danza. <laughs> that's what it was. Phony Danza. Who's the boss? Pat, pat, pat. Oh, that's good shit. So Ryan was cast as seven of nine, a, a oh, former Borg her. that was rescued by the Federation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thanks, Jean-Luc Picard. It wouldn't be Picard. It would have been Janeway. Voyager. Right, but Picard's the whole link between the Borg and... Oh, Locutus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. So in typical Star Trek fashion, Ryan's character was costumed <laughs> in a very shiny, very tight spandex bodysuit. Yes, it was. That gave that appeal to the young male demographic that the oh, producers were aiming okay. for. Yeah, that's I mean, that's exactly it is. The, the joke in my house was like, have you seen Seven and Nine? She has those great big hands. 
But you put your hands in front of your chest like you're holding boobs. Yeah, like Monty <laughs> Python. Huge <laughs> tracks of land. Yeah, yeah, exactly like Monty Python. Watch Star Trek now. Yep. Unfortunately, demands of shooting a major television show such as Voyager put a strain on her marriage to husband Jack Ryan, who is not the Tom Clancy character. Jack Ryan, a different guy. I don't know what that means. I know you guys don't. It's That's fine. video game stuff. No, it's book stuff. Tom Clancy. You know I get all my book stuff from video games. I mean, I guess I guess you I guess you're not wrong. Ubisoft does do all the Tom right. Clancy games, right. yeah. So that marriage was already strained before Jerry was cast uh, by a combination of Jack's addiction to swinger sex clubs. Yes. And Jerry's also not addiction to swinger sex clubs. Oh man, so seven and nine was like the good prim and proper girl. She just didn't want to go, you know, suck strangers' dicks at a club. She would have not loved the last episode then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Jack refused to move to Hollywood when Jerry got the job because he wanted to stay in politics or whatever. You think there'd be a lot more swinger clubs in Hollywood? You think he'd be like, yeah. Maybe, can... maybe nobody gives a fuck about him in Hollywood, though, because he's just some dude from Illinois. He's banging seven and nine. Yeah. Uh, then after that, he wasn't happy about her sudden sex object stardom in the sci-fi geek world. All of a sudden, he's all, you know, mouth-breathing basement Dwellers. Oh my God. <laughs> you are both looking at me directly and I feel attacked. I breathe through my nose. Uh, so the two of them separated and in 1999, they ultimately filed for divorce. The divorce proceedings that they went through about dividing up their assets and everything got pretty ugly. Lots of mud was slung around both sides. All right. But the most, you know, dirty, scandalous was Jack's penchant for semi extra marital proclivity in public areas. Blowjobs on a Ferris wheel. What? Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Like he, you can't was, be in politics. Was trying to get her to perform fellatio on people in sex, like taking her like out to oh, dinner. Her. Yeah, taking her out to dinner, and instead of going to dinner, they're at a sex club. That was his kink. He was like, and you know, then he's getting kink. a blowjob from somebody and trying to get her to do it to somebody else. So this is stuff that she put like, this is why I need a divorce. Right. This is the That's shit. all I'm part doing. of shit. Right. Jesus. God, I love her so much more. Uh, so later on in March 2004, Jack ended up winning the Republican primary for the Illinois Senate election. That's your neck of the woods, Tara. Yeah. Is he in jail? Most of our people go to jail. <laughs> Most of the people in Illinois? Yeah, like three governors in prison. You think he would just offer himself a governor pardon? In this 2004 Senate election, he faced... None other than the young pre-presidential Barack Obama. Oh, really? Yeah. Cutting his teeth in the world of politics for the very first time. Okay. He was a lawyer before this. Yeah. Never even entered anything. He's going to be a senator right off the bat. Not even Jesus. like Not even like city councilman or house of representatives. He went straight to senator. To the worst state. So during the campaign for the open Senate seat, the proceedings from Ryan's divorce became public. As in somebody well, like... Of course. Somebody made them public. Okay, I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You right. got to dig for that Against shit. Jerry's wishes. Like they actually like there's reports of, you know, you have on record interviewers trying to ask her about it. And she's like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Like, I don't sure. want to talk about it. She doesn't not, like it. She's not happy with it. Right, right. She doesn't want him to win or anything, but she yeah. ain't trying to talk about it, yeah. you know, like that. They need to stop fucking with my girl. There was, there was like kids involved. That's why she yeah. didn't want it to come public because she didn't want her kids doing whatever. But some judge finally was like, oh no, it's, it's, uh, like public record now. Uh, or, or relevant to the people who were going to vote. They yeah, need mean, to know this. It stuff. is very relevant if she's being forced to do sex acts. Cool. It's not, it, it's not irrelevant. I mean, I kind of want to know if, before I vote for that guy, right? But also you have that weird, like, if she doesn't want to tell it, she's a fucking adult. You should respect her privacy. I mean, if they were like, married, she can always plead the fifth. It's, it's not just his dirty laundry getting put it's, out. It's hers, too. And her kids. Right. 
Uh, his conservative Republican constituency ended up obviously not looking favorably on the details of his sex life, specifically the parts about pressuring his unwilling wife to commit sex acts with strangers in public. How strange. After a few days of political shit-slinging drive-bys, Ryan unceremoniously dropped out of the Senate race, leaving state Republicans scrambling to find a last-minute replacement, a former diplomat named Alan Keyes. The very short time for Keyes to run his campaign led to major differences in spending, advertising, marketing, Obama ended up winning by 43% at the time, the largest margin of victory for a U.S. Senate candidate in Illinois state history. Okay. Called a landslide. I fucking hate Stevie Nicks. (laughs) I do. This victory in the Senate race helped launch him onto the national political media stage, allowing him to pull off an upset victory just four years later after one term in the Senate in a 2008 Democratic primary against Hillary Clinton. And then ultimately win the presidential election against John McCain. You're telling me seven of nine. If Star Trek Voyager hadn't been so fucking boring coming out of season three, Jerry Ryan would not have been cast to spice things up. Then her and Jack Ryan's divorce proceedings probably wouldn't have become public. And Obama possibly doesn't win Illinois Senate seat. And then definitely doesn't win president just four years later. Holy shit. That's some fucking Diet Coke. What are the kids calling it? That's some soup. That's some French toast? Tea. Tea. That's some tea. That's some some tea. I love tea, too. I should have put toast. So uh, Star Trek ended up getting Obama elected president. Woo! Great. I'm not watching it then. Fuck that. I mean, okay, I'm, all right. Now, I mean, let's balance it out. Let's so. I don't think Obama. Polls, polls actually had presidents. Polls had Obama slightly ahead of Ryan before the scandal broke. Illinois is historically a blue state. Yeah. Nothing says he would have needed the failing marriage state. of a sci-fi semi-icon to boost his chances of winning. Man, that's not a cool story though. So. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Y'all got me seizure up in here. Wild shook, y'all have my shook up in here. Seven and nine. I've been playing with video against my shiny silver. I'm trying to use their fucking lingo. It's not working out for you. I know. I'm gonna stop. I'm shook up in here. I'm seizure. Well, I'm old, so I feel like a good shook is also a a seizure for me. That was dope, man. And you say you can't write. Bet that was fantastic. Although I'm a fucking nerd, there was times Tara staring at you and me, and we're like, "Oh yeah." Well, I think when I said Locutus of Borg, I could, I didn't even look at her because I could feel it. I could just feel <laughs> it. I, I, I've never seen Star Trek, so oh. I'm like, "Yeah, this is uh, yeah." kind of what was going through my head. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of Star Trek specific stuff in there. All you need to know is that she was married to the dude that lost the Senate against Obama, really. I mean, it's just... Okay. And so are the Trekkies the ones saying that... Okay, no, so I found this story. Is that like a conspiracy Looking theory, or Like, is it just, just looking for uh, the, like, weird chain of events story. Like, like you know, the butterfly effect. This, right. this stupid guy got fired from a restaurant in San Francisco and 40 years fucking later punk rock is born or oh, some yeah. shit. It, you know, I love it. Shall we cheers into the next? Cheers, absolutely. Shit, yeah. Fuck yeah. Cheers. You guys are welcome for losing already. Yeah, we'll see about that. Bye. Nobody's beaten seven out of nine. So after Matt's wonderful story, the best story we have in a galaxy far, far away. Do you know that one, or do you not watch Star Wars? That's either? Star Wars. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've, I've only seen a little. I've never seen like all of Star Wars, but but I've seen pieces of parts of the Star Warses. Cool story. You got to okay. at least watch four, five, and six, right? Like those are the Star Wars. You got to watch those ones. And then if you didn't watch the other six movies, that's fine. That's forgivable. Do her face right now. She is so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for you to have a week with us. We're just watching oh. Star Wars. That's it. The whole time. You don't get to go do anything. We're just watching all nine Star Wars and season Good four luck. of Deep Space Nine or whatever. <laughs> Good luck convincing me to do anything I don't want to do. Uh, here, try these roofies. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna wake up. 
tied to your bed with a TV suspended, just watching, just watching season Hello, four Tara. Star Trek Voyager. Would you like to play a game? You spent your life. If you really not want to torture me, just let me watch the fucking end credits. No, we're just or gonna start the, the season the four. You won't know any of the characters. In a galaxy far, far away. Okay, perhaps not in a different galaxy, but perhaps on the big screen. In this article by Paul Seaburn, the ESA plans to build a urine town on the moon. Yes. I love this, by the way. It's a town made of urine on the moon. Water sports. March 30th, 2020. Not too long ago. In Urine Town, the musical, a multiple Tony Award winner. Yes. A 20-year drought caused private toilets to be banned, forcing people to use public toilets owned by the Urine Good Company. (laughs) What the fuck? Urine Good Company. Urine Good. Oh, my God. Listen, guys, you know how much it takes to write a pint of the Roundtable episode? I mean, Matt has a singing part coming up, so. I'm not singing. I, I did I did some pre-research on the on the thing and listen to the song. That's pretty fucked up. I'm not singing it. Pussy. Anyone who doesn't pay or tries to use a tree for free is sent to a penal colony called Urine Town and never seen again. Hey, you're in town. <laughs> you're not leaving. In Urine Town, the moon base, the European Space Agency realizes it will be difficult and expensive to take building materials to the moon. So it has developed a way to combine moon dirt and human urine to make building materials. Will astronauts who refuse to pee be sent to the dark side? Will they? That's a Star Wars joke. Uh, urea can break hydrogen bonds and therefore reduces the viscosities of many aqueous mixtures. Since urea is the second most abundant component in urine, after water that is, it is readily available anywhere there are humans. Are you a scientist? Urea viscosities. Aquia. Is that not what I said? All I'm saying is if you're stuck in the desert with no water, you can drink your urine up to three times and still three be hydrated from consecutive it. consecutive times. If you actually know you're running out of water, you can make it more times by drinking water in between you drinking your urine. Oh, so you guys are scientists Shit. now all of a sudden? Boy Scouts, yeah. Boy Scouts in the desert. Dude, Devin's stuck on a desert with a horse with no name, so I've fuck all y'all. They said, they said, hey, listen, Matt, if you want your drinking water in the desert, badge, you just got to put your lips on this here hose. First things first. Let's find a bathroom. Everybody pees, so why not figure out a way to use it? They figured it out in porn already. Hell yeah. Called water That's, sports. I do love Get me a jet ski. That's the idea behind utilization of urea as a accessible, super plasticized. What the fuck? Super plasticizer. Oh, God. <laughs> super plasticizer. I would just go from a study, honestly. <laughs> a study published in the Journal of Cleaner Production. Urea is mostly nitrogen, highly soluble, non-toxic, and neither acidic nor alkaline. Its pH balance is great. Yeah, that's what I use for deodorant. Urea. In 1828, German chemist Friedrich Wuller synthesized urea in the lab. Fake pee. They use that for drug tests. Making it the first substance considered to be an organic byproduct of life to be made from inorganic materials. Anybody else is mind blown right now? Yes. Yeah. The science of piss is way more than just like peeing on some girl at a truck stop. It is. Is that scientific? It depends on the... On a lot lizard. Depends on the (laughs) pH balance of the pee. Depends on on the fantasy, right? It depends if it's 10 bucks or 40 bucks, honestly. (laughs) You want to be a scientist? It's going to cost you $40. So what what can this compound that they've made up be used for? It's primarily used for fertilizer, wood resins, explosives, animal feed, ice melting, 
dish soap for pretzels. Oh, oh eat yeah. my pretzel pee. Tooth whitening. Oh, I'm brushing my teeth with pee. Or a pretzel. Topical dermatology creams, and it is a diuretic to promote the production of urine. I'm going to use the pee to make the pee. That's yep. a lot of stuff you can use <laughs> pee for that goes in my mouth. Oh, there's oh, a lot going on here. We might need well, an intermission. Well, space station astronauts recycle their urine, retrieving over 75% of the water. They currently dispose of the urea. Oh, what? What a waste of 25% of the piss. Researchers at Oxford University College in Norway considered the use of urea a in-wood resins when looking for ways to make materials on the moon into usable concrete. I read about oh, this. Concrete. I mean, you're a concrete dude. Yep. <laughs> Just to prove that I'm not completely making shit up. That's like, I read about this. It's true. So were you Googling piss or concrete when you came up with this? Oh, they sent me as part of the, like, uh, the companies. We get like newsletters and shit. One of the, one of the things that gets you to actually read the newsletter with all the boring shit in there is interesting stories about carrots is fiber or moon concrete made out of pee. Okay. Can you just attach me to those emails? <laughs> forward yeah, yeah. Along or to forward you? those over. Yeah, cc uh, pinesotrt at gmail.com. Thank you. They found that urine, urea, can function as a plasticizer, a substance that promotes plasticity and flexibility and reduces brittleness. It's called workability of the concrete. Or slump. <laughs> I like that word easier. Yeah. Better. I like that word easier. Okay. It's easier. I like it more. <laughs> I'm being penetrated by aliens right now. Don't huh? mind me. Hey, you too. If you join Patreon at the $20 head, level. Sweaty. <laughs> when added to a substitute for the moon's regolf, the loose soil, dust, broken rocks, and other stuff on the surface, the urea helped soften the mixture and make it pliable so it could be molded into bricks or other building materials before hardening. Yep. So this is all Matt cool. talk. It's so fucking cool. Yep. It's, it's like, like, I know how to do this. It's almost like I wrote this episode knowing that we're all people. Hmm. Wait a minute. I'm collecting all my pee while I'm in Colorado for Matt to make concrete with. You have to have the moon dust too. You gotta you go get it yourself. You got a plot. And thanks to me, I say we all have plots on the moon. <laughs> I know you really, really, really think that you need this extra food for the trip, but I got 900 pounds of Terra urine that I'm going to use to make moon concrete. I'm going to need you to That's cut out of some urine. of this. <laughs> you been, <laughs> hey, how long do you think it's going to take me to get to the fucking moon? But instead of like, we just boil it down like how they made brandy, because it just used to be wine, yeah. but to ship it over, they oh condensed it to make brandy. We're going to have condensed Terra urine. They call it urea. You know you can they sell call it that in three vials. I was just going to do it. Terea. We should have done it at the same time. The tool for creating the materials would be a 3D printer, which could form a wide variety of materials. It's, they call it a 3D pisser, and it's just a dick-shaped, uh. like, head unit. It's like a penis. They ironically had to use a 3D printer to make the penis-shaped 3D pisser. 3D printer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's all organic, though. Free-range piss. When tested on Earth, this geopolymer concrete was able to support heavy weights and actually got stronger as it went through deep freeze cycles similar to moon conditions. Yup. Gained strength when freezing. Not like it does on Earth. Like water. Because it fucking that causes it to break. You freeze the water this, gets, and then, and then water the, the, gets harder. Yeah, but they, it gets more fragile. Just because um, it's hotter doesn't yeah, mean Yeah, you can't break water, but you, you can break ice. There are like certain molecules that can't stand the rigidity of, of it'll, they'll actually break the molecules when they freeze. And then when it thaws, it's just broken. Fucking Send the piss to the moon. <laughs> the study points out that the urea may not even have to be extracted from the urine because the water could help soften the 
Greek golf. How do you say that word, man? I want to say it's regolith. It's like megalith, but with an R. But okay. I've, actually, I've never actually heard it said. I had to Google it. I mean, I don't. It didn't tell I think me it's regolith. It, it's saying, regoth with it's, a couple it's, extra letters. It's megalith, regoth. but with an R instead of an M. Like so, like what? Like my early teens, I was goth, and yeah. then I went through a normal phase, and now here I'm forty. I'm like I'm regoth now. Yeah, but first you went, you were goth, and then you were mega goth, and then I was regoth, and then you were regular. Yeah. I run the toilet in this part of town, you see. So if you've got to go, you've got to go through me. It's a privilege to pee. Water's worth its weight in gold these days. It's a privilege to pee from Town the musical. Cute. I like it. Will the ESA take the lead on building bases and towns on the moon and force American astronauts, Russian cosmonauts, Chinese tachyonauts, and other moon residents to use the restrooms to reclaim Uria or else? Imagine starting a podcast and not knowing the word cosmonauts. Cosmonauts. Astro, Cosmo, Seiko. I like how the <laughs> I like how the space war terminology is still so prevalent that each individual nationality has to have their it own word their own. for a space fucking ranger. Bitch, you're a space ranger. You Galaxy Ranger. All right, Galaxy Ranger. That's right. Tara's the space cowboy. Hey. She's the lead on all this. Pew pew pew. Maybe I should have sang that part then. Well, for my story. I'm bringing you the mysterious order of the astral projecting witch hunters. What? Well, you guys, you guys know what astral projection is, right? That's where you project yourself astrally. Yeah, so you've got the basics of it. And they, but you're hunting witches. Right. These witches don't, I mean, how are they going to stand a chance against some astral projecting witch hunters? I don't know. This seems like an unfair in the jump of the uh, ecosystem of the witch and the like witch hunter. A, it's a good enough witch. They can. Yeah, if you're a witch, you astral should be able project to. How do you project? But in your their astral? own witchy way. Like, at what point does your astral become so strong you're just projecting it across? That's a good hmm. question for Tara. Have you ever seen me walk across the room? Mm-hmm. Were you doing that in the lizard lots? Was that projecting that? The next. Projecting that astral? Yeah, one truck to the next. All right. So the years between 1575 and 1650 were a dark time for Europe, and certainly. A bad time to be a witch. There was no electricity then. It was definitely very dark. That's fair, actually. <laughs> Only after sundown. Well, this was the peak of the early modern witch trials during which suspended witches were mercilessly persecuted and tens of thousands of people were executed as practitioners of witchcraft and black magic. A time of inquisitors, witch hunts, torture, and people often condemned to death with little or no trial at all. No trial? No, you're a witch. Turn me into a newt! The trial is, <laughs> if you die, you weren't a witch. If right. you live, you were a witch. That is the trial. That's the trial. Well, between 1580 and 1630 alone, it is estimated that over 50,000 people were put to death on charges of witchcraft. And one area where these witch trials were in full effect was in the country of Italy. It is here, in the remote Friuli district of northeastern Italy, that inquisitors would uncover a new type of witch they had never seen before. A secretive order, which a tradition thought to go back centuries, and which was permeated with all manner of strange powers, abilities, and rights. This was also a small pints, by the way. Your whole homework was a small pints? It was almost a small pints. Man, you're cheating. I I was just about to say that. You're disqualified from the vote. Well, beginning in 1575, church authorities started investigating rumors of a shadowy cult that resided in the rural areas of the Fruli region, said by locals to have strange powers and beliefs that had not been seen before. Here it was said that there was a cabal of reclusive magic users who were called the Benindanti. Like that nobody had ever seen their powers? Nobody. So they're like, hey, have you seen... 
this group of people they got crazy powers and like like what like like flight like like super strength or what they got x-ray vision they teleport like no, no, ain't nobody seen these powers before now it's dark after sundown <laughs> we don't see shit well ben and Dante means good walkers and of those people were supposedly tasked with doing battle with evil witches to protect the populace from their evil magic right according to traditions the ben and Dante could be male or female and were marked from birth by the presence of an amniotic sack on their head called a call. Wait, an am- amniotic sack? Just a sack of fluid on their head. Called Hell a, yeah. Called a what now? A call? Yep. Okay. <laughs> this is this is getting added to my Tinder profile. Don't even fucking hit me up if you ever had a call. I ain't trying to fuck with no amniotic head sacks. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been in amniotic sacks. <laughs> for roughly nine months apiece. I'm still an amniotic head sack. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, <laughs> words. You say you still got your head in your mom's pussy? Oh, no. Well, in which many traditions was already seen as a sign of supernatural powers. And for the Ben and Dante, so important that the calls were sometimes made into powerful charms or amulets after they had fallen off. Uh, yeah, like, so I used to have this amniotic head sack, and then it fell off, and I made this nice crystal. This necklace out of it. It's it. I used all natural, raw, unprocessed hemp. Breastfed, free range. And it's surrounded by amethysts. Hematite. Gotta hit Colorado. (laughs) All right, well, these chosen ones would then, upon reaching adulthood, be recruited into the order and gain the ability to travel out of their bodies at night, riding on the backs of various animals and even shape-shifting into various forms in order to hunt down malicious witches, which they called the Malvendanti, mostly for the purposes of protecting their harvests from the withering black magic they would use to blight them. Damn. Oh, so basically you got a bunch of farmers who don't know how to grow shit. And when their crops get blighted because they fucked up shit, didn't do it right, they're like, uh, it was that bitch with the wart on her nose. She's like, I don't even have a wart. Burn her anyways. Yep, but... We've got to go to the mysterious order of the astral projecting witch hunters. The mob with all an oddy. Yeah. Well, these nighttime astral travelers were carried out on what were called ember days, which denote the changing of the season marked by the solstice and equinoxes and almost always on a Thursday. Oh. I never could get the hang of Thursdays. <laughs> I hate Thursdays. <laughs> well, they would ride out on these spiritual excursions upon cocks and goats and upon finding Hell a coven yeah. of... Malevolent witches, they would engage in fierce combat with the Benedanti supposedly using weapons um, like tight bundles and fennel, which were known for their healing purification properties. Mm. I love fennel. Tastes like black licorice. Tastes like a healing potion. Oh, uh, well, while the Malandanti fought with their sorghum stalks, later to be associated with broomsticks, if the Benedanti were successful in their fight, there would be a good crop for the rest of the year and they would return victorious while asking local people for clean water and wine and they would often partake in great victory feasts we're gonna go out and pretend to do all this stuff and if your crops are good throw us a fucking party yeah and if give us free shit and if it wasn't like then then we're gonna try next year we're trying next thursday if they Uh, failed it meant famine pestilence and woe it was very whoa 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 that's what i was looking for whoa who is that joey lawrence remember blossom Listen, she's too young i'm not even looking at her i'm looking no, at you no I didn't, I didn't have two pairs of clothes growing up so i don't know man two pairs of clothes. <laughs> that i could wear at the same time yeah obviously haven't been broke because you 
wear the one on the outside one day, and then the next day you switch them. Like inside out? And put the inside one on the outside. Nobody knows because they didn't see the one that was on the inside the first day. Except for They the, just know you stink. That's me every day with one layer. Oh, God. Well, if they failed, it meant famine, pestilence, and woe. Like I said, it was very important that they return to their bodies by a certain hour, usually said to be before the first rooster's crow. And it was said that if they did not, then they faced the possibility of not being able to enter their physical form ever again, doomed to wander the earth as an incorporeal spirit until the husk of their physical body died. Incorporeal. Is that a commercial for You don't know that song? Okay, I'm sorry. Nope. All right. Terry, do you know that song? Nope. Nobody knows it. Somebody knows it. (laughs) Me. I'm the one. I'm the one. Oh, you don't know that song either. All right, fine. It is important to note that this out-of-body travel was not seen as just mere superstition or allegory, but it was actually believed to be a literal feat that they actually performed. These bitches are just out there doing drugs. silence. Yeah, they're out there doing drugs. Do you guys see my ass project? Uh, It was wild. Trust me, we saw it. (laughs) Well, besides this ability to astral project from their bodies, the Benedanti were also known in the region as powerful healers and often sought out for talesmen or amulets for the purpose of healing the sick and the handicapped or driving out spiritual possessions. It was said that when a witch chose to curse someone with sickness or to try to possess their bodies with the Benedanti, they were the first people they turned to. And mostly it seemed as if they were anti-witch and a benevolent force for good. The Benedanti considered themselves to be warriors of good and the enemy of evil witches and indeed the devil himself. Like, I used to be anti-witch, but then I found out that the anti-witches were just more witches than the witches themselves. Like... And turns out I hate black liquor, so I'm tired of harvesting this this fennel. <laughs> what? The fennel sticks. They were whipping them with fennel sticks. Actually, I like the term. We're whipping them with fennel sticks. Yep. It's literally witches hunting witches. No, these are astral projectors for good. Hunting witches that are the There's devil. good witches. It's, this is all started it's by good one person going against bad who witches. was like, they got they busted this motherfucker for being a witch. They were like, hey, you're a fucking witch. And he's like, yeah, 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 I am a witch, but listen. I'm a witch I'm, for I'm, God. I'm fighting the other witches using witchcraft. And they were right. like, mind blown. I didn't believe I It goes back to the werewolf that. theory on our top ten werewolves. Yep. It was like, listen, I was a werewolf, but I'm no longer a werewolf. And while I was a werewolf, I was only killing people that were bad. You'd know this if you could find my inward growing hair. Yeah. Yes. Or if you just listen to season 2.2 episode. Something. Some random number. Butchers and beasts. (laughs) Well, however, with such amazing magical claims, they definitely came up on the church's radar. And at first, it was not known exactly how to proceed or how these Benedantes should be dealt with. It was simply something they'd never seen before. And at the time, the church decided not to actively pursue the matter, as there did not seem to be any devil worshipping or witches' Sabbath involved and no defilement of sacraments. So it was chalked up to mere folklore and pagan superstitions. We're not specifically anti-church, so we'll just ignore it. They're not worshipping Satan, so yeah, we're going to stay away from that. No trouble here. No trouble here. Please move along. Well, this would all change, however, in 1580, an inquisitor by the name of Fra Felicia da Montefalco dusted off the Benedante case and decided to look further into it. To this end, he traveled to the region and began a series of interrogations of suspected and admitted Benedanti. He would learn of other abilities that some of them claimed to have, such as speaking with the dead, seeing ghosts, or even communicating with angels. And this led the Montefacto to begin 
believing that they were indeed heretics and possibly Satanists. That's some serious The church was shit. wrong? The church was never wrong. Well, he began to do whatever he could to twist testimonies to fit this new conclusion that he'd come up with, claiming that these angels and ghosts were actually the devil in disguise, and even began painting their activities to look very much like a witch's sabbat. I can't believe somebody in the church would lie. I know. He even, under intense questioning, managed to get several Benedatti to admit that it was possible that they were being led astray by the devil, which only strengthened his resolve, and that their cult was no better than the witches they claimed to fight. In his mind, all of this talk of nightly spiritual travel, of the soul leaving the body, of the shape-shifting, of the hunting down witches in foreign lands, and the conversions with the dead, and other mystical abilities were far more sinister than mere folklore traditions, especially since the Benedanti were adamant that they could really do these things. Well, due to his interrogation, several Benedanti were labeled heretics and a prison, despite them insisting they were doing the work of God, and this was to be the beginning of the end for the Good Walkers. What? No more Blade movies? I mean, God works in mysterious ways. What is Wesley Snipes going to do? Evade his taxes? Yes. Largely fueled by Montefacto's testimony, the Catholic Church... Catholic Church. That Catholic Church. <laughs> all of them. Uh, the Catholic Church and... Fuck, I did it again. <laughs> at this point, fuck it. And its inquisitors began to increasingly link the Benedanti to witches to the point that they'd become nearly synonymous. 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 No, not Samoans. They're not island Mongols. They're over in fucking <laughs> not island Britain Mongols. <laughs> and that what Samoans are? Like Mongols, but they're I'd never heard it described that way. I just <laughs> this is new to me. I mean, an I island have. Mongol I've heard told Monty me say that. it more than once. Yeah, like that's how I came up with it. Like the Samoan guy was like on Hawaii. He was like, yeah, we're okay, island so Mongols, bro. He can say that. You can't. You're some. No, you're kind of fucking howly. You can't say that. No, shit. I could totally say that. No. Yes, 100% I can. You breathless motherfucker. Coconut wireless, brother. Well, by the 1600s, the Inquisitors were getting better at forcing the Benedatti to admit more and more ominous practices to the devil, such as worship, uh, desecration of religious symbols, and general anti-Christian debauchery. Although most of the time... The accused staunchly denied this and complained about being tricked into these admissions. Luckily for them, the church never did fully bring down the wrath upon the Benedanti, and while they were certainly persecuted and punished, the general skepticism in witchcraft that was spreading at the time added to their rarity, and the fact that inquisitors were still not quite sure what to make of them meant that they were, in the end, mostly able to avoid the full brunt of the Inquisition, and were forgotten to fade back into the obscurity. Basically, everybody was scared of them. They're like, these bitches be crazy. That is up until the 1960s. The Italian historian Carlo Ginzeberg delved into this historical oddity when she went through the old trial records and compiled the book of the Benedanti called The Night Battles, Witchcraft, and Argarian Cults in the 16th Century, in which he postulates that there were descendants of an ancient pre-Christian fertility cult, and they were all murdered Quietly, mm. under the rule of the church. It doesn't sound like it's outside the realm of possibility for the church to do. I mean, I've heard yeah. of fucked up shit churches that church specifically likes to do. I mean, all, yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> what, you're not with the church? You're not against the church? We got to get rid of this for its problem. We suck. <laughs> well, sorry to bore you guys with all of that. Oh, that's good. It's not as good as Obama <clears throat> having sex with seven to nine. They didn't have that's sex. That's not what happened. That's what I heard. I just love the fact that these dudes were like, yo, we're astral projecting witch hunters. Uh, yeah, so we need feast and water. We'll go up with some drinks. Some and then drinks like, and they were like, witches. Like, here's some water. As witch hunters. Like, yeah, exactly. that's, that's some good drinks, but I said drinks, bitch. We came yeah. back with some wine. 
We need I some mean, feasts. Is Did you guys not know that we just killed the the, the Malanadanadis? They yeah. were like, "You aren't you the Malanadis? No, bitch, we're the Beninadanadis. Not the Beninadanadis. Have you hey, have you had that new flavor of uh, Double Trunk Rocky Road from Beninadanadis? We could make it a terrace piss though. You're that ice cream will be like concrete, though. You're reaching. I'm not a witch. I'm a witch hunter. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say, too. The church so killed you me. anyway. It doesn't matter. They're like, Shit. all right, these guys are cool for like Damn it. 10, 20 years. They're like, you know what? We've had enough of this bullshit. Fuck them. We need that wine. We need that feast. Make me some brandy. Brandy. Such a fine girl. That's not the song we're singing right now. You know what the song we're singing right now is? I do. I know you do. Take my love. Take my land. Take me where I cannot stay i don't care i'm still free you can't take the sky from me no it's not related to monty's last story at all not at all that's no. that was that was written though. that was written uh if you guys didn't know it was by the songwriter littlefoot from the band florida georgia line oh god i hate nah. you right now so fucking much sucks to suck <laughs> if you're doing it right listen 10 bucks or 200 bucks <laughs> don't make me do blowjob math again guys Nobody's how much making you do anything how much is it if it's pies i don't, I don't know I don't know. Uh, I'm not good at pie math. 3.14 divided by that, it would be um, it'd be a blowjob and a half for every... Nope. For 3.14, you just get a finger in the button and jack yourself off. Oh, yes. It's well known that a number of ufological reports on file concern sightings of shaggy, bipedal entities resembling a North America's famous mystery man beast, the Bigfoot or Sasquatch. I love Bigfoot stuff, man. In association with alleged UFOs and landed extraterrestrial spacecraft. However, the seemingly invulnerable troll-like category of alien encountered by Gustavo Gonzalez and Jose Ponce while driving their truck from Caracas to Pater, Venezuela during the early morning of November 28, 1954 could more aptly be referred to as a little foot. It's a baby Bigfoot. Before reaching Patare, they encountered a huge glowing globe hovering about six feet above the ground, which was virtually blocking the entire road ahead. It's called the sun. It's only six foot away. Whatever, Juan. <laughs> Jose. Jose Ponze. And by the way, if you go to a Mexican restaurant and the menu is only in Spanish, I'm sorry. Flip Have it pictures? over. It's probably on English on the other side, you dumbass. Shit, you're probably <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> I never even thought about that. Oh, and they laughed at you the whole time. You struggled. <sighs> I was did like, you order, did you leave or did you get what you wanted? I ordered a quesadilla because the only thing you knew how to say. No, I, tried to, <laughs> I thought I was getting nachos. I got like Papa Frito Arnold Luchi Esquadorians. I was like, I'll just have that one. That sounds good. And they brought me out fries with cheese and shit all over them. Like a child. Oh. <laughs> like you got some Papa's fritas? Like a goddamn child because I couldn't they brought you Spanish. Oh, man. No, I ordered French fries with Mexican cheese dip on top. No, the, but the, the menu, the, the picture I pointed to, it looked just like the picture, too, when it came out. I was so excited. And then I thought I was getting, like, super nachos, right? American and shit. I'm like, I have a super nachos. Hell yeah, brother. I they didn't bring their nachos, but super. Yeah, it came out. It was just fries with a bunch of fucking shit on top of it. Yep. And they were good. Don't get me wrong. They were delicious. But I'm like, man, that's embarrassing as fuck. Like, I'm at a nice, I'm at a decent Mexican restaurant. <laughs> you just ordered the nacho fries. The, yes. You had the Mexican mozzarella sticks. We call sticks. those the, the hillbilly nachos around here. Uh, or haystack nachos. And instead of chips, it's fucking... French fries or tater tots. I really wonder if there was English on the back of the other side of the name. <laughs> Think about He's like, I gotta over. go back next week and find out. <laughs> 
No, because I'd be like, look, it's the guy with the fucking fries again. <laughs> and you actually order the right thing from the English side, they just bring you the fries anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking One bib. could only hope. God, uh, how embarrassing. Consequently, the two men got out of their truck to investigate, and as they approached the globe, a furry, bipedal being appeared and began to approach them. Standing no more than three feet high, it was covered with stiff, bristly hair and had large, clawed hands and feet. Gonzalez seized hold of this hirsute little foot in order to take it to the police and was surprised to find that the creature was exceedingly light. He's even more surprised, however, to discover how powerful it was. For with a single push from one of its paws, it effortlessly propelled Gonzalez through the air, sending him sprawling onto the ground about five yards away. Least 15 feet. It was Bruce Lee. The one-inch punch? Oh, yes. Oh, we're trying to handle Bruce Lee. Disrespectful. I'm, I'm guessing that the little foot was so light because its balls hadn't dropped yet. Because I feel like Sasquatch has got some, like, 25 pound balls got some squatch between his legs yeah yeah watch balls Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh well by now his friend ponce was running back down the road like a bitch towards (laughs) the local police station like a bitch and as he did so he spied another two of these little foots gathering rocks and carrying them aboard the sphere oh like astronauts like hey let's go get some moon rocks and it's like yo let's go get some earth rocks yeah Hell yeah. The first little foot, however, angered by Gonzalez's action, began savagely clawing at him. But when Gonzalez tried to defend himself by stabbing this creature with his knife, the blade made no impression upon his body. The blade just turns into rubber. Oh, thanks for the rock. Thanks. (laughs) Bitch. Suddenly, a fourth little foot appeared, emerging from the sphere, and stunned Gonzalez with a beam of light. Yeah. Yeah. Enabling the others to go aboard and depart. Yo, we gotta go. Get in the van. I'm gonna hit him with the light thingy. <laughs> it always fucks him up. It's like, oh shit, I've never seen a flashlight before. <laughs> Fuck is that? Everybody, quick. Is it literally what it is? It's a little foot flashlight? <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, oh my god, it fucked me up. LEDs? Hell no, we gotta go. Uh, when the police had established that neither Gonzalez nor Ponce were drunk, they gave them <laughs> sedatives. <laughs> You know how high to on make drugs? them drunk. You know how high on drugs? We'll fix that. <laughs> and also confirm that Gonzalez bore a long red scratch on his side. Furthermore, several days later, a medical doctor came forward to announce that he had actually witnessed from a distance the attack upon Gonzalez by the Littlefoots, but had not intervened because he did not want to be the focus of publicity. I saw the whole thing go down, but when he was getting jumped by them four little hairy dudes, I was like, I was not mm-hmm. stepping in. Yeah. I don't want to be on the news or nothing. I kind of thought about stepping in. They wouldn't pull out a flashlight, and I was like, oh, <laughs> nah, man, mm-hmm. fuck that. you see the way that light fucked that dude up? Hell nope, no. nope. That's like 80,000 lumens. Uh, well, how can uh, such an amazing diversity of alien forms such as these and the many others also on record be explained? The initial assumption is that if any or all of them are indeed real, a big assumption in itself, of course, they clearly originate from totally different worlds. Where do those worlds be planets or other dimensions? I used to listen to that Uriah Heep album too. Uriah Heep? It's Uriah Heep. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you make that concrete on the moon? Well, the heap of Uriah. Ain't you listening to that album? Well, however, as Hugh Hay, is that right? Hugh, we talk about him? Hugh. Hugh. Oh, well. However, as Hugh and the other researchers have pointed out, these entities of morphological differences may owe more to psychology than anatomy. Could it be, for instance, that an alien witness sees is not the true form of the alien in question, but rather a false image? 
placed in the eyewitness's mind by the alien. Oh. What? Yeah. Like, you I don't even... thought of it like why that. You don't see an alien... If I can, prov- like, put a false image in my eyewitness's mind, right? In my mind, why the fuck would they be a little squash instead of just, like, you know, you didn't see shit except a bird? Because it's like them dumb Americans been looking for squash. Yeah. Let's just be squashes. We gotta give them stories, but we can't be ferocious, terrifying creatures. We gotta be something. I wanna be a Bigfoot this time. Bitch, I told you no Bigfoot. I just wanna be a Bigfoot. I'll let you be a little foot if you shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. You get. You can get in the hollow. <laughs> Graham Caster later. <laughs> the hollow face of the hollow sweet. Just like that piss, it's hollow sweet. Somebody got diabetes. Oh man, I'll tell you what, have you had that? It was hollow sweet. Outright. Oh my god. <laughs> well, this thereby concealing the latter's true self. An equally thought provoking averse averse explanation is that the eyewitnesses the eyewitness is not seeing the alien as it's actual as it actually is, but rather as the eyewitness subconsciously chooses it to be. It is often said that the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But who knows? Perhaps the same is also true of alien morphology. I could see that. I mean, instead of the aliens putting it into your head, it's you can't they just comprehend. Allow you to yeah. see whatever you want to you see. You can't comprehend right. what you're actually seeing, so your brain puts a placeholder image up of something you can comprehend. Right. Or that, or the aliens are putting something in our head, but they don't exactly know how our heads work, so in that's how head, we perceive it. You know, in, like in like, your head, aliens. Aliens. Yeah, Tara. Well, that brings us to a shot and Tara's story. A shot. A shoot. Man, Ashanti was hot. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, <laughs> oh, red breast is so good. Even above room temperature. All right. So for my story, apparently I got political too. Ooh, fun. So Simon Parks. At this point, it's normal for scandalous encounters with politicians. Mm-hmm. You see it on the news, Law and Order, and the tabloids. But how often do these sexual affairs include the extraterrestrial? One time there was a Borg. I don't know if you heard that story. <laughs> I, I, I'm well acquainted. Of course you are. Today I'm bringing you Simon Parks, a British city councilman who represents the people of Whitby. 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 The first time Simon was visited by aliens, he was still growing in his human mother's womb. Oh, just a wee lad. Just a wee little fetus. The first time I ever saw an alien wasn't even born yet. (laughs) Damn, that's pretentious as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such an alien expert. The first time I saw an alien, I was still in my mother's womb. I was visited by an alien in my crib. And this guy's like, bitch, I was born. I was visited in my mom's vagina. My mom was probed just so that I could visit with an alien. Jesus Christ. The second time, Simon was six months old. He remembers seeing two green stick things above him and realizing they were not his mommy's hands. Hold on, wait, hold up. We're just going to skip over how he got visited in the womb, though? There's no details on that one? Just I was visited before I was born and then moving on. They they showed up. I saw them. We both came out. That's more details than we even got. Just... <laughs> That's the only details we need. Are you going to question the guy? Be like, the first time I was visited by aliens was in the womb of my mother. And you're like, holy shit. He's like, but then the next time I looked up in my crib at six months old and there were two hands that weren't oh, my you're right. No, what? You know what? You're right. It's just one of those where if I ask questions, you'd be like, you know what? If you had been visited in the womb, you wouldn't be asking these questions. Right. Yeah. Or he's going to be like, I'm Obviously. trying to tell you the story. Have you had this IPA or not? <laughs> <laughs> I was visiting the womb before it was cool. So <laughs> these right, green stick things are not his mom's hands. Her hands are pink and have thumbs. As he stared these nine foot tall green beings in the face, they entered him through his eyes to send a message. 
What? The message, I am your real mother. I am more important than your mother. What the fuck? There's nothing worse. This is a story from Kansas. Nine foot tall green beans. No thumbs. And yet they have uh, intergalactic space travel with no opposable <laughs> thumbs. This is what you want me to believe? It's not hard to press buttons, Matt. <laughs> Tall levers. It's all levers. I thought you said tall levers. Yeah, they have to be nine foot tall. God, at least. So once Simon was 11 years old, his real mother, his more important mother, came back. She took him on board her spacecraft, and they struck a deal for future contact. This mother, who Simon refers to as Cat Mother or Cat Queen, due to her looking somewhat cat-like in the face, now comes to Earth around four times a year to abduct and have sex with Simon. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Wait, I gotta fuck my cat mom? My cat That yeah. looks like a green bean? My alien cat, cat mom. mom with no I thumbs. gotta fuck my nine-foot-tall cat mother that looks like a green bean is what you're saying. They made, they made a contract about it. They came to an agreement. At least it's consensual. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, at 11 years old. Oh, oh God damn it. That's when they made, that's when no. they made like, the deal. Never. It's not consensual now. Aliens don't know age. I hate oh. broccoli. <laughs> what is the consenting age of aliens? I don't know. The aliens like, listen, we only live for six months. 11 years is immortal to us. What? <laughs> oh, I just want to fuck a green bean. Oh, no thumbs. Yeah, with no when thumbs. This kitty, when this kitty alien comes for sexy time, she will hold his hands. Once Simon tells her he is ready, up, up, and away they go. Through a type of technology Simon is unable to understand or explain. Yeah, because he's fucking 11, 11 months old. 11 years. That's okay. But it takes him up to the spacecraft orbiting the Earth. They beamed him up. Sky. Simon. Mm. Beam me up, Simon. I take it back everything I said about my thing winning. This one's already better. Oh, yeah, mine's definitely not winning. I wrote, a, I wrote a whole episode thinking this was a serious episode. I fucked up. This one's the best. Today I fucked up by writing about not being funny. <laughs> green beans with no thumbs. This is so good. <laughs> Nine foot tall green beans. It gets worse. I mean, oh, better. nothing's worse than being raped by a fucking green bean. When you're 11, it's your Where cat mom. A green bean cat mom. cat mom. What the fuck? <gasps> Simon claims to have a child with his cat queen. What? He's the a daddy? name. Yeah, he's a daddy to a green bean cat baby. What? They named the child Zarka. Oh, I would have named it Cat Todd. It's just the perfect name for a green bean cat human mom. But wait, Simon also has a human wife and three human children. Uh, how does the human wife feel about him cheating on with, a, her, green with bean. a green bean cat mom? She's so much taller than me. She's so thin and green. She ain't got no thumbs, though, I baby. wish I looked like a cat. Yeah. No, baby, she ain't got thumbs. I love you way better. <laughs> Well, apparently this four times a year affair, along with one alien child, no doubt has put a strain on his relationship with his human wife. Oh yeah? Keep talking back to me, woman. I'll make it five times a year. How you like me now? For, she just cooks green bean casserole for dinner every day. <laughs> like passive aggressive. It tastes just like her pussy. It's jokes on you. Oh, meow. Um. <laughs> Mia bean. <laughs> Fuck, I hate it here. <laughs> Simon further claims he can only tell others what he himself has seen, adding that the aliens could be lying to him. Simon stated, The reason why extraterrestrials are interested in me is not because of my physical body, but what's inside, my soul. Adding, These reptiles are guilty as hell. They have apologized several times to me. They have said that they are sorry for what they have done to your people. Also what? stating that his connections 
does not affect his work in politics on Earth. This in no way is uh, any kind of breach of duty. Um, uh, nor is it a nod at Seven of Nine making Obama become president. <laughs> <laughs> the people of Whitby are well aware of his contact, sex, and child with this alien. And they're all okay with it. They're just like, it's Well, yeah, he's the victim of a nine-foot-tall green bean They're like, cat. he's not doing it at work. It's not our problem. That's fair. Talk to his wife. God, that's so mature. I love that so much. Like, why can't we be like that? I mean, he's a good worker. He does his job right. I don't give a fuck what he says on his off time. Yeah. Fucking whatever. You know what I say on my off time? Listen to the podcast. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, green bean cat fucker doesn't look so bad, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that that's uh, that's Simon Parks, the uh, alien sexual deviant. experience. He's not the deviant. He's not the one raping little 11-year-old boys and making babies. Well, he's an adult now, but since 11, he's fucked this alien four times a year. And now he's a grown-ass adult with three kids. I thought it was every four, four years. No. Four times a year they have sex. Oh, no wonder his wife's jealous. That's more than they fuck. Yes. And she believes it. She fully believes it's happening. And it does put a strain on their relationship, but... Yeah, I can imagine like, the, the like, fucking insanity in the entire house puts a strain on their relationship. The poor kids, they're probably like, dude, dad fucks aliens, mom fucks dad, mom's an alien. I don't I'm, know. I'm a fucking asparagus. Right. Dad's got a kid with another woman. They call me four or five, but my cousin's seven and nine. <sighs> <laughs> I mean... Anyways, green bean cat aliens. Casserole. Thumb, thumbless green bean cat mom rapist. A yep, that's better. Which <clears> takes <throat> away the idea that aliens project what they want you to see in their head. What you want you to, unless this guy has a green bean fetish, like. Uh, <laughs> no, it, instead of his wife passively, aggressively making green beans every night, he's requesting them. It's, yeah. Part of the reason why he puts a strain on their relationship is he's like, oh, you know, honey, I'm just, I haven't been into it lately, but I think we can spice things up. I bought this green bean costume. Just tuck your thumbs in. Tuck oh. your thumbs in. Wear these cat ears. <laughs> I was hoping that we could do, uh, you know, where you cover yourself with paint and use your whole body as a can, like on a canvas, but we're only using green paint. Instead of finger painting, it's body painting. Green paint only. Oh, I've been in a lot of thumbs. places, man. Never there. I've been in a lot of places. Fuck you guys. Okay. Oh, just like that. It was easy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is where we are going to leave you with Tara's cream, cream bean. <laughs> yes, we're going to leave you with Tara's cream bean casserole. Cream <laughs> bean. Wow. We're going to leave you with Tara's green bean casserole. Cat mom. Thumbless. Thumbless cat moms. Rapist. Cannot be trusted because they will Pedophile. rape you. Pedophile. God damn it. There's so many fucking bad things about this. There's grooming. Everything. I don't feel so bad about my witch stories. I just want to know. <laughs> like, I don't need, that's not just what I want. Never mind. I don't even want to say it now. Oh, go on. Please say it again, Matt. How do they give hand jobs with no thumbs? That's just all I want to know. They roll them like Play-Doh. They use both hands. And they're like, like they're starting a campfire. Yeah. I know everyone oh, can't see that, but all, you of can us, hear it. all of us are over here doing it at the campfire oh, yeah. fucking handle. Oh, I don't think my dick would like that. I don't think that's a good... Man, I had this hand job one time. This girl would only do ups. It was the worst. Ups? Yeah, like... What? We were getting like a little... The friction on the up and then loose no, no. on the way down? No, or? there was no down. She would only do ups. She would use both hands and she would grab and go up and then the other hand would go below the other hand and just up. She was just up stroking. There were no down strokes. Like, oh, uh, oh. Yeah, it was awful. She's reverse milking your cock. <laughs> no, I think that's regular milking. That's regular. No, no, yeah, I mean, her hands are the... <laughs> yeah, she's only doing ups. There were no downs. And I was like, this isn't going to work. Like, I Oh, even... my God, she is. Uh, she's this is just not milking. a cow udder. 
She's just milking your cock. Just That's... ups. And I try to like be like grab like one of the wrists, and, like do like, you know, help her with downstrokes. And she's like, I got it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Did you come? No. Nope. No. Like I wish I could have came still, from that. I honestly, still firmly like, believe that like nobody can give a hand job to myself better than I can. Oh, like that's, absolutely. That's you know, not possible. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Jared goes, what? <laughs> I don't know. I've got years and years and years of practice, man. Like over half my life now. I know how to, I know exactly what that thing wants, how to get there quick. God. Anyway, guys, cream bean casserole. Cream bean, cat cream mom, bean. gumless, cream pie. What? Late. I want to know if Zarka's green and if she looks like a cat or more human-like. Is it a she or a he? Zarka, I think it's a she. Or is it a them or they? Or is it an it? Or because it's an alien. His like, child Zarka from not... space. Even the males look like cat moms. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. Green bean cat moms. Green. I'm going to need uh, one of our listeners here who is probably preferably not good at art to draw <laughs> a green bean cat mom thumbless casserole. And I need one of our listeners to intercept that mail because I don't need it seen. I don't, I, need, I need, it seen. I need to see it. <laughs> Please don't send that to Matt. He's going to do bad things with it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, we love the shit out of you guys. And um, if you get a chance, please support us at pinesoftheroundtable.com or patreon.com slash pinesoftheroundtable. Got a shit ton of uh, tiers over there. At least four. There's a two dollars here. We got one. I mean, it's literally just two dollars a month. Yep. Like, and buy then, one of us a beer. Yep, a month, and that keeps our uh, that keeps our website going. Too. It really does. It, I mean, just that in and of itself keeps the dot com. We got five dollars, which is just ad free. You don't have to listen to the bullshit at the beginning. We got ten dollar level pints or pints mugs of mystery. Yep, and taco brews days. Mugs of mystery, taco brews days. Um, some of our small pints are over there, and yep. we're getting all the shows back up and running. Yes, getting back on track. Yeah. For sure. That's good shit. But anyways, we love you guys. We can't do this without you. We need you listening. And our listeners, by the way, we love you guys so much, man. We're getting 500 plays a week. That's the best listeners in the world. Insane. That makes me want to quit my day job. I wouldn't do that yet. (laughs) Unless you're a green bean thumbless I work seconds. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> Don't stop being a lot lizard, Tara. Oh, that was the last episode, my bad. I'm sure they'll hear it. All right. Well, hey, we love you guys. Anyway, we're Pines of the Round Table. I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you didn't hate us. See you later, Galaxy Rangers. Thank you all again for supporting us, even if it's just listening. However, we do need your support to keep this going. So if you get a chance, head on over to our Patreon page and become a member. We have three levels of sponsorship, or you can simply donate to the show there or on our website, which all links will be shown in the show description. There's also three extra shows on Patreon, all for the $10 level. Small points, which is random news about ghosts having sex or goblins found in a suitcase at the airport. Press Play, which is a show about music with the lovely Mel Damon, also known as Matt Gibson. There's also Torco Brewster, which some of you are already acquainted with. Also check out the podcast Mugs of Mystery from the extremely beautiful yet completely unavailable Casey Combs. Anyway, this isn't possible without you guys. And if times are tight, send us an email at pintsotrt at gmail.com. Or the website has a direct email bubble that you can just type in and hit send. Tell us about the show and let us know what you loved or what you hated. Give us some of your favorite quotes so that we can get it onto a koozie or a sticker for you guys. This has been a Pints Podcast production. 
By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of Points Podcast Productions and are protected under US and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in this podcast for only for personal use or other non-commercial educational purposes. No other use including, without limitation, reproduction, retransmission, or editing, this podcast may be made without prior permission of Points Podcast Production.